Today, we are getting you ready for your holiday gatherings and needed host gifts with a brief schooling on wines. Our guest, Amy Gangemella, fell in love with wine in Italy and educates others on wine, and she looks at wine from a global perspective. In our show notes, we will include her holiday wine picks and pairings, as well as the Steel Magnolias wine list with a more U.S. and Southern focus. Meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. Right. Well, we are thrilled to be sitting here with our new friend, Amy Gantamella, aka Amy on Cloud Not Cloud Wine. I almost went with the play on words that you pulled that from. <laughs> Amy on Cloud Wine to discuss holiday wine as we approach Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now, wine we know could be a part of some of the host gifts that you'd like to consider this season, or even the menu of some of your upcoming special occasions. So we felt like this was the right topic Absolutely. to launch into even in early November. And Amy's going to help us understand how to evaluate a wine and just help us confidently pair wines with our upcoming holiday meals. So first of all, Amy, welcome to the Steel Magnolias podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Laura Beth and Lainey. I'm so happy to be here and share more about wine. Yeah. So Amy, you are, you're a wine educator and professional. So tell us, what does that mean? And how in the world did you get to that point of specialty? Sure. So first off, I want to share a quick story of how it all began. I treated myself to a Euro trip after graduating from my master's degree And I went to Europe for 35 days. I visited nine countries. And within that time period, I visited Italy. And prior to this trip, I was a casual wine drinker. Uh, Those popular wines we all drink and go towards, you know, barefoot, for example. But when I went to Italy and we stopped in Tuscany, we had a side trip where I went to a vineyard with our group and the last wine of the evening was a Chianti Reserva and let me tell you when I had that wine it changed my world it was spicy it was fruit forward I never knew a wine could be like that it was extraordinary so that is the moment I call my Vin Lightment (laughs) (laughs) And I then decided in that moment, coming back from my trip, I'm going to read more about wine. I went reading book after book. I saw a few documentaries and I said, you know what? Why not pursue this? I'm already reading so many books. Let's get a certification. Let's become a wine professional. And that's what I did. I uh, took my certified specialist of wine exam. I passed and now I am hosting my own wine tasting events. Wow. Okay. So is that a pretty vigorous process? I mean, tell us like timeline wise, is that days, weeks, months? It's what you make of it. I, it's a self-study program. So for me, I took the full year. I also have a daytime job. 
as a scientist. And then in the evenings, I do my wine business. So, you know, balancing both that and family, I had to take the full year. But a wine educator, I just share my passion with wine with those that want to learn about it through my private wine tasting events. And I also share it on my social media posts. I make wine fun, affordable, and approachable. So good. So good. Well, I've made a couple of trips to the Napa and Sonoma area and gotten to taste some wonderful wines. And it's funny, you kind of see a mix of people in that world. You do have the true snobbery, but there's a lot of really wonderful people who also just say, hey, like what you like. It doesn't matter the price point as long as you like it. Yeah. Um, So I like when people kind of give you some some grace on in the learning at all. That's good. Yes, I agree. Wine is an evolving subject and topic that is changing year after year. Yeah. I, I like thinking about how wine changes over, you know, like each year it can be different based on weather and conditions and it kind of keeps it exciting. Even if you find one you like, it may taste different. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That's what I like to focus on. I can tell you about wine, but really it's everyone experiences it differently on their own palate. Every you can be a super taster where things are very sensitive or, um, you know, you can just enjoy wine just because it's wine. It's, mm-hmm. I like to approach it on all levels and whatever you want to make of it, we'll go with it because I like <laughs> to make it fun. Well, let's talk about in the, we're, we're doing this timing based on, um, we've got the upcoming big holidays of Thanksgiving and Christmas. I know for me, I do spend a little more at the liquor store at this time of year than the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. So let's just look at some of the typical holiday meals and kind of evaluate together, if you don't mind, the best wines for different occasions. Maybe we just start with Thanksgiving. You, most people have the traditional turkey and sides of sweet potatoes and stuffing or dressing, as we call it <laughs> in the South. Yeah. Your turkey, you want to think Zinf. Zinfandel. Zinfandel can be found from California, or why don't you choose a Primitivo from Italy? They are the same grape, but you're going to get different uh, flavors and aromas, a little different styling because it's two different countries. Uh, For your mashed potatoes, you want to think, if you like it with the butter, think oaked Chardonnay. And I put the emphasis on oaked because that is a very creamy style of Chardonnay that has some buttery like aspects to it. Mm-hmm. There you want to think of California again, Napa Valley, or you want to think uh, French regions like white Burgundy. That's going to give you that oak Chardonnay. For cranberry sauce, you want to think Beaujolais. Beaujolais is perfect for Thanksgiving because it is released the third Thursday of November and our Thanksgiving here is the fourth Thursday. So it is a new wine that is released and it's fruit forward. It's got those red fruit notes that will pair greatly with cranberry sauce. Mm, That's good. Yeah. Uh, Other ones, if you have some roasted vegetables, you're going to want to go for a Gruner Veltliner. And lastly, how about if you're doing like a green garden salad, 
you're going to want to go Greek and choose assortico. That is high in acidity and it will pair greatly with the cucumbers and tomatoes in your garden salad. Oh, I want to do that just on a random dinner night, not just for Thanksgiving. Seriously. And I do want to say you have used so many words that I myself are, that's new vocabulary to me. So we are going to link to these wines and these pairings in our show notes, right? You've got it kind of set up for us to have some takeaways that we can visually see. (laughs) Yes, I will have great examples for all to see. And as you were talking, I was also thinking about traditionally um, when we do our Thanksgiving dinner, it's one plate that has lots of things on it instead Mm -hmm. of courses. Mm -hmm. So when you mentioned different things that go with different things that might be on the plate, Mm -hmm. is that just um, the that will bring it to its full expression? And so like I can just pick one of those, have it with the whole plate. But when I eat it, you know, eat the cranberry sauce with the wine you paired it with, that will be a full expression. Is that? Yes. So what the main rule that I would love everyone to take away from today is you want to pair your wine based on the two aspects of my fate framework. F meaning fruit, A meaning acidity, T meaning tannins, and E is those extra elements. So out of those four steps, you really want to focus on the acidity and the tannins. Okay. Uh, you want to, I'm going to go through quickly framework. Um, so fruit, you want to think with white wines, you want to think the three classifications. It could be herbal. We have grass, bell pepper, maybe tomato vine. You know, that fresh tomato vine. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. You can think of the tree fruits like apple, peach, or lemon floral notes, uh, rose, violet, jasmine. With red wines, you're fruit forward. So you want to think red fruits, raspberry, cranberry, strawberries, black fruits, plums, blackcurrant, blackberry, and spice, cinnamon, mint, eucalyptus. So most wines will have some type of fruit characteristic. So when you're pairing it with your dishes, think what is going to be the most predominant aroma or flavor. And that's the one you're going to want to pair it with. For acidity, acidity means it's a mouth-watering sensation in your mouth. You're going to refer to it as that crisp or tart. When you have a lemon, you're puckering, a mouth-puckering sensation, and your mouth is watering. And there are three levels with that. You have where it's low, medium, or high. Now, with wine and food pairings, a rule of thumb is choose a wine that will be complementary. For example, a dish that has fish and lemon in it, you're going to want to pick a high acidic wine, such as uh, Vino Verde from uh, Portugal. And that acidity and acidity will cancel each other out and mesh very well in the mouth. Okay. Two extremes will make it less extreme when you're putting two together. And for tannins, it's the opposite of acidity and you have a drying sensation. Think of how you like your coffee or your tea. Mm-hmm. If you add, if you have it black, um, you're most likely enjoying tannic wines such as Cabernet Sauvignon. If you add a little bit of milk with your coffee or tea, mm-hmm. you're probably going for a medium tannins. That's what you enjoy, like a Merlot. Mm-hmm. And if you add sugar, 
you're going mm -hmm. for your sweet wines. So those are the three levels of tannins. Okay. And lastly, those extra elements that you have, um, such as body, you usually describe your wines as either light-bodied, medium-bodied, or bold-bodied. So when you think light, you think it's easygoing and uh, it's usually a lower alcohol level, medium, medium level of alcohol, and bold, it's high. We're looking at 13% or higher for a bold, mm -hmm. and a great example, again, would be Cabernet Sauvignon. And sweetness, well, most wines are dry. So although you feel like a wine has sweetness in it, it's most likely those fruit forward aromas and notes that's tricking your mind to thinking it's actually sweet. Unless stated on the bottle, um, it's the residual sugar. So mm -hmm. that could be represented by like Hershey candy bars. Um, so for example, a dry wine would have about half a Hershey bar of sugar in it. Off dry, which is the medium level, would have a full Hershey bar. <laughs> and for sweet, you're looking at either four full Hershey bars or oh. one can of Coca-Cola. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and those wines are, you wanna think of dessert wines like a port mm -hmm. or um, a Sauternes from France. So if for those who are being healthy and you know being conscious about sweets, um, definitely go more towards bolder, dry wines. You can even do uh, dry white wines. That's probably gonna be your best bet. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc would be a great example of that. So again, going back to the best way to pair it with food, focus on that acidity and tannins. Tannins based on what you prefer on the palate, or um, acidity matching kind of what ingredients are within your meal. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to do. <laughs> so as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking through whether I have been the host or whether I've been the guest in, in many instances, the host has offered, and I do this too, would you like a white or a red? That's usually the what I hear people say. And again, what I myself would say to someone. And so what would you say, even as the host who can't very well explain what you just explained, or even as the guest who really is like, I just thought I liked white wine, but maybe I like red wine, you know, what would you say to a host that is going, okay, I've got a lot to cover for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm making the whole meal. It's going to be turkey in the South, it's heavy creams, heavy carbs. It's a heavy, heavy, heavy meal, right? Yeah, That's is. how I would describe it yeah. it's in the South. So what would you say to the host that says, I really just want to get a white and a red option? What, what would kind of be your sort of guidance in that scenario? So your foolproof wine, you can never fail. Go sparkling, go sparkling okay. wines. Okay. Uh, that is very food friendly. Uh, champagne's a great example. Most people know what champagne tastes like mm -hmm. and to really put it into perspective, you want it to, you think of toasty notes. It's a dry, toasty, bread tasting wine. Um, so that just goes with everything. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking for more budget-friendly options, I recommend Cava. Cava is from Spain. Okay. It's much more affordable. 
mm-hmm. but it's similar toasty notes. Mm-hmm. But if you like fruit forward flavors, I recommend Prosecco and Prosecco is from Northern Italy. And now they even have a rosé option. Mm-hmm. So you can have both the color that's eye appealing and the fruit forwardness. Also, again, another budget friendly region. Good. Now, I would definitely want to have a Zinfandel though. I think oh, that's a good I one with Zinfandel. turkey. I just like that with that meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes, it's that would, I would probably pick something more like that so, than something sparkling. Zinfandel is funny because you mentioned that we've been, well, you've been a couple of times out to California um, for wine tastings, but I remember the stigma I walked into Napa Valley with, and it was Zinfandel comes in a box and it's it's stored in the fridge and it's white Zinfandel that, you know, I've seen relatives drink out of. And that is simply not always the case. Zinfandel can, it can be, be a nice, a, darker, yes, <laughs> wonderful wine. Yes. Bottled, <laughs> not boxed, um, stored at room temperature, not cold. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that to anybody that also might That's be hearing <laughs> boxed white Zinfandel. That's yes. not what we're talking about. Yes. Yes. We, you know, it's so funny because we all start with those kind of wines, right? And then it's like a evolution of your palate. Mm-hmm. You yeah. start off sweeter and then you work your way through the white wines and then you have this extraordinary red and it changes your mind. And yeah. then you're like, oh, I'm all about the reds. And as your palate deve- develops, you're liking those bold wines like a Zinfandel. Yeah. So you're at this certain stage um, that where you enjoy those spicy, bolder wines. Yeah. And then maybe one day you'll be like, you know what? Let's start over again. I'm all into <laughs> sparkling so and sweet wines. Yeah, it's everyone goes through this whole wheel of of different wines. And so I don't it's where you want to throw be. a whole grape out. Like I remember saying, oh, I don't like Chardonnays. And then when I was in Napa, um, there's a winery called Alpha and Omega, and they had the yes. best Chardonnay I've ever had. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And so, and it, you know, was kind of buttery and yes. wonderful. Um, and so then I was like, oh, I can't say I don't like Chardonnay. Yeah. I don't like yeah. some Chardonnay. But yeah. Right. Well, let's talk about a Christmas party. Okay. So maybe an event where there's going to be heavy appetizers or hors d'oeuvres, um, maybe a, a large dessert, um, you know, table of different samplings and options, what would you say would be some good wines to put out for a Christmas party? Sure. I'll give some crowd pleasers. You can't go wrong with these options. You want to do dry white wines. So think of a Riesling. A Riesling is a very versatile grape. You can have it range from dry to very sweet. But again, we're going to focus on the dry part. So great examples come from the New York Finger Lakes. You also want to think Germany. Those are great regions to obtain these Rieslings. You also want to do a dry rosé. Think of the south of France, Provence style rosés. Those would go great with everything. These, again, are food friendly. You can't go wrong crowd pleasers. Um, To tickle the fancy of those who like high acidic red wines, a Pinot Noir from Oregon, delicious, those red fruit forwardness. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, Chardonnay, you can have it oaked or you can do unoaked. So the unoaked version, I personally adore 
the wines from Chablis is a region in France. Mm -hmm. And that just means it's um, fruit forward again, uh, pear, peach, um, minerality, we call it. Great option. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We also have for your main meals, how about if you're serving fish? Again, I would choose that Chablis option. If you're serving lamb, a Rioja from Spain, red fruit forwards has some tannins in it. Uh, another fun fact about tannins, not only does it cause a drying sensation in your mouth, but it also helps cleanse the palate from the fat from these meats that you pair it with. Nice. If you're having a roasted chicken, I would pair it with that Pinot Noir I spoke of just mm -hmm. before. And for that rosé option, I would pair it with a ham. Okay. Well, ham would be on the table of many Southern Christmas dinners, Din Christmas yeah, dinners on Christmas Eve or Christmas day for sure. So you said rosé with ham? Yes. Okay. Yes. Rosé seems really popular. I don't know if it's, a, you know, sort of a fad, but I feel like I'm seeing a lot of napkins, coasters, t-shirts, and, you know, all the accessories that are mentioning rosé. So well, it's funny in, when the list that you just went through for the Christmas party, I was thinking our local Arrington Vineyard here in, in our area of Tennessee um, makes most of the ones you mentioned. They have a really nice Riesling. Mm -hmm. They have, um, I can't remember which all the ones, you, but they had several good ones. And they do a there. sparkling seasonally. Yeah. So they'll have wonderful something yeah. in November and December. If Maybe in January. Buy something more Southern. Yeah. Arrington Vineyard has some good choices. That's so good. Well, kind of moving into even the gift sort of category or Christmas gifts or host gifts. Amy, in your opinion, what are some of the best wines to take as a gift to someone? So I want to say as to really stand out and be different from all the other guests, bring two bottles of wine, one for the party and one to the host. I love you can that. dress it up in a kitchen towel, tie it with ribbon or twine and, you know, have a little tag that says for later for, or for mm -hmm. you, you mm -hmm. know, thank them that you're putting on this wonderful gathering and the wine that you pick for the party, go back to those um, crowd pleaser wines that I mentioned. Yeah. You know, do the Chardonnay or Riesling or Sauvignon Blanc or the Reds, Pinot Noir, Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah or Grenache. Those are safe bet wines. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's then- a, That's a great idea. Cause I'm thinking, you know, even if you did want to bring- like you're saying, uh, one for the party and one for the host, that gives you the liberty to give maybe your host a more expensive wine for them. And then yeah. maybe one that's at a more reasonable or medium price, price point. point, because, you know, this is, this is served to everyone. So, um, a little different there. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yes, exactly. That was the point I was going to get to at least spend $25 on, or more on the host wine, mm -hmm. because those are, those mean, um, it's more personal and you really mm -hmm. put some thought into it. And of course, if you ever need a recommendation, just make sure you contact me. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've sort of touched on wineries in the South on some previous episodes. We recently went to a winery here in middle Tennessee called Grinder Switch. 
that has muscadine. So we tasted some muscadine wines there, but there are quite a few. Yeah, I was surprised. All in the South. Yes. Good ones too. So we actually also have a list that Southern Living came up with that we're going to link to in our show notes as well for those that some people like to stay regional. And so um, for those listeners that are in the South or that want to stay regional to Southern wines. We have a full list of, I think it's 18 or 20 wineries that are located here in the South and um, that could be sources for you to purchase this season too. Or visit. Or visit, yes. (laughs) Make a a little visit. Yes. Um, Well, let's also mention some gift ideas beyond wine. There's so many fun wine accessories. Um, Let's talk about some of that wine glass labels, et cetera. What are some things you, you love? My two favorite wine accessories are, it's called wine glass writers and they're markers that you can use to write on wine glasses Mm -hmm. or mirrors. So very versatile in that. Mm-hmm. I use that for my parties. I also use it when I'm wine tasting myself to remember which wine I poured in each glass. So good. And next I have and it wipes right off. You just write yes. on it and it wipes off. Yes. And I have it's a wine stopper called Repour. And what it does is it removes the oxygen from the bottle and keeps wine fresh. Wow. So it's just you take this little tab off at the bottom and it absorbs the oxygen and it's a cool wine stopper that all can use that's called a did you say reopener what did you call that repour 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 Repour. okay cool that's an actual brand repour okay idea love that yeah i love labels for any drinks even beyond wine because it's just so confusing everybody thinks oh i'll remember where i put my glass down and you inevitably don't And so, yeah, I think that's super smart to go ahead and get some labels and that's a good host gift too, especially for somebody that a host that didn't think about that, they could go ahead and open it and bust that right out. Many of them fit on the stem though. And so many people now are using stemless. That's true. So that little marker would work, I guess. That's true. Stemless. That's a great point. You know what I mean? Yes. So many of them go on the stem and then what are you going to do if it's That's true. stemless? So very good point. What about corkscrews? Do you have a favorite? Um, I don't have a brand in mind, but I do prefer um, it's a double tap. So it's a corkscrew that has the option where it has the foil cutter. Yes. And when you open it, there's two locations patients where you're going to use it on the bottle. I recommend that because we're always like struggling to get that cork out. Right. Mm -hmm. So the first level will help inch it out. And then when you move it up more, the second one really gives you that leverage that you need. Um, so yeah, a double tap corkscrew. Every home needs one. Yeah. Um, I I went to a home, I took wine to a home one time and I didn't realize this gal didn't drink wine. Didn't (laughs) drink wine very much so she didn't have one so the next time I went that was the gift that's right I think I was there for that the the yes the night we went looking for a corkscrew out in the country yes that happens people oh it does yeah that would be great yeah always I guess that's a great point put a corkscrew with that host gift that you wrap up because I've I've experienced that too at at a home and we're like oh 
Yes, we're not drinking it, but that's all right. <laughs> this is a for later gift. Put one, in your, put one in your handbag just in case. Yes, that yeah, too. We plan for I'm Christmas prepared. outfits. Go ahead and put a corkscrew in your in your clutch or your purse. I actually really enjoyed right when I got married, I got um, a cork with my new initial, my new last name on it. And I thought that was really fun, but I've seen lots of festive corks that have, you know, something seasonal. Santa Claus or something. On it. Yeah. Those can be kind of fun, I think, especially if it's, um, you're, you're intending on it to be used for the party, In right? Sitting out, it looks fun. Yeah. There's a certain sort of finessing to giving, I think, a host gift. Some you, like we talked about earlier, really don't intend for the host to open in the moment just to put right. aside. And there's others like what I'm describing now, maybe a cork that you're bringing for them to have for use that night. It might even be smart to think about wrapping versus taking unwrapped or just with a yeah. bow on it yeah. so that the host can easily see, oh, I want to use this right now. Yeah. You know. Just something I was thinking about. Any other sort of accessories that you like to to have on hand or to pass off as gifts? Honestly, those are the two I go towards. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, a wine decanter. If mm. for the people that really are the wine enthusiast, I recommend that for your red wines. You can find those multiple places with various price points. Um, I recommend. If you enjoy drinking out of a glass, uh, head towards those uh, crystal glasses. You can find most of them being affordable in smaller sets at your Marshalls or that whole chain, yeah. um, TJ Maxx, that line. Yeah, some great stuff. Uh, there. We find some great brands there with uh, crystal op glass options that yeah. I highly recommend. That's so good. Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, I'm really liking a lot of these companies like Orca Coolers makes these little wine glasses that keep things hot or cold. Yes. And I really like, they have some cute little patterns and some of them are Christmas patterns. Some of them are more summery patterns, but they have some cute. They're so styles. good for, for going to events, right? So a picnic out yes. or a tailgate or, you know, something where you're not just in someone's home or in your own home, they travel so well and there's, yeah, they're, they're so just cute. cute. And they even, of course, being Southern, we drink a lot of bourbon here and they make have one that's even like a little oak barrel. It oh, looks like a little so oak cute. barrel. It's yeah. darling. Yeah. Yeah. It's so Orca Coolers makes some really pretty, they call them just their vino glass. So yeah. We like those as well. Well, yes. Amy, tell our listeners a good way to just even continue keeping up with you and following along with your wine tips. Sure. Today for the listeners, you can find and read all about the wines that I mentioned. I have a special page for you on my website, amyoncloudwine.com slash steelmagnolias. Great. There Perfect. you can find all those options. And I, you can also find me on Instagram at Amy underscore on cloud wine. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it has been so educational and helpful to talk to you today. And I hope it was 
helpful to our listeners as well as they navigate um, the daunting task of... It can feel daunting. So thank you for bringing them on down to our level. Absolutely. Well, Amy, um, hope you have an amazing rest of your 2021. And we will leave you by just our little sign off. Peace be with you. you. And also with y'all. Thank you so much, ladies.